You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Scott, I said it's over. You're just too immature for me. He gave me a quizzing look, then said, Huh? What? Babe, we're great together. I rolled my eyes. I just figured I don't need to be with someone with such a childish mentality. I need someone mature and... Whatever, Linda. Find me when you change your mind, he grunted. Then he put his earphones in and walked off. Well, at 15, I needed a guy with a certain maturity, not some loser who still found fart jokes funny. Please. My friends, Patty and Louise, agreed with me. I'm far too popular, pretty, and confident to date just anyone. Anyway, as luck should happen, I was walking along the school corridor when I saw this lost-looking but amazingly handsome guy. Flicking out my hair, I approached him with my friendliest voice. Hey, are you okay? Flustered, he replied, Yes, um... Which way is it to the principal's office? I'm going that way anyway, so I'll show you. This was a blatant lie, as my class was in the other direction, but he didn't know that. Later that day, I walked into physics class with Lewis and stopped dead. Standing at the front of the class was that handsome guy. It turns out he was the substitute teacher, and written on the board behind him was the name Mr. Halton. My first name is Colin, by the way. He smiled. I whispered to Lewis, Seems like science class has heated up. Then I walked over to my seat. There's no way I could concentrate on the density of materials, not with the hottest teacher ever sharing the same airspace as me. I needed to find a way to get to know him and show him that I wasn't like the other girls my age. Instead, I was far more mature and self-assured than them. So, at the end of class, I walked over and asked him if he'd go over a few things with me. He gladly agreed, so I got to sit down next to him and daydreamed in the scent of his musky cologne. Physics class became my favorite. With my head in my hands, I watched him address the class. He saw me looking at him a few times, but he always quickly looked away. It's okay. I got it. He was just trying to look professional. Then, one time he asked the question, According to Einstein, is light a partial or a wave? I stuck my hand in the air and grinned. He looked a little flustered. Linda? I puckered my lips and looked straight at him. That shirt color really suits you, sir. It brings out your eyes. Some of the other kids in class laughed, and he awkwardly fiddled with his collar. So cute! Then he coughed and said, <clears throat> Linda, do you know the answer? 
Oh, what was the question again? I stared dreamily at him. Honestly, I couldn't remember anything afterwards but his charmingly severe look. Then one afternoon, Colin asked me to stay behind after class. Result, he must have fallen for this Linda's irresistible charms, didn't he? I shyly stood before him, and in a serious tone, he said, Linda, is everything okay with you? You seem off lately. No, sorry, it's awful. I glumly looked down at my feet and took a few seconds to continue. My family is so poor, and my home life is just horrible. I only have nice things because my friends lend me stuff. His gaze softened. I pretended to dab at my fake tears. Please, don't tell anyone. I couldn't cope with the shame. It's enough just having you to talk to. I smiled at him. Yeah, sure. He looked at me gently and said, Anytime. Oh my. His eyes were so big and blue and mmm, I could drown in them. He obviously liked me too. He just couldn't do anything about it yet as he was nervous. With him being my teacher and all. But soon he'd realize that me and him were so meant to be. Like Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez. I continued to stay behind after classes so I could talk to Colin about my make-believe terrible home life. He always listened and told me it'd be okay. He was so sweet and sensitive. Then one time I left Colin's classroom to find Scott there, waiting for me. Ugh. I told him to go away and started walking, but he followed me. So what? You're into old men now? What? I glared at him. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I know you like Mr. Halton. You need to snap out of that dreamland and see he's on a different level to you. Angered by this, I looked him square in the eye and snidely replied, No, Scott, you're the one on a different level to me. About 50 levels down, to be precise. I gave the thumbs down sign. He looked wounded as he turned his back to me and started walking off. He had it coming. I walked outside to see Scott lingering around, talking to Patty and Lewis. They didn't see me, so I overheard Scott say, She can't see how tragic she's being. You know her. She's so stubborn. Of course, Mr. Halton doesn't like her in that way. Ahem. <clears throat> I faked a cough, and they all turned to look at me. I put my hand on my hip and stared them down. Look, I'm sorry, Linda. We're just worried about you. Yeah, this fantasy of yours will hurt you. Ugh! What did they know? I rolled my eyes. For your information, Colin and I are really dating. In fact, he's taking me out tonight, so I can't hang out. I walked off the other way, knowing full well that the looks on their face would be priceless. I know Colin wasn't actually my boyfriend, yet, but I knew it would happen soon. It was written in the stars. The next day, as I walked into school, I noticed some of the other kids whispering to each other and pointing at me. Okay, weird. Maybe it was my new dress or something. I bought it because it was an exact colored match to Colin's eyes. But things got weirder in physics class, because as soon as Colin walked in, everybody started giggling. Colin looked confused and said, Okay, what's so funny? Then this girl, Sally, shyly muttered out, Sir, we heard you have a new girlfriend. He raised an eyebrow. Yes, that's correct. How do you know? He gave a nervous laugh. Actually, this shirt is a gift from her. I felt the entire class's eyes turn to me. Well, except for Collins. I tried to keep my cool, but inside I was fuming. How dare some other woman steal my man and force him to wear that hideous shirt? I knew I needed to keep up the lie, so after class, I walked over to Lewis and Patty and said, 
How cute does Cullen look in that shirt? They both frowned at me. Then Patty replied, So you really are dating him? Yep. I gave a nod. Right. She gave a skeptical look. They all needed to realize that Colin and I were the real deal. So I bought a box of candy and cut out a heart-shaped tag saying, Love you, honey, with my candy floss scented gel pen. I did feel kind of nervous as I walked over to him, but our love was meant to be. Hi, Linda. Can I help you? I got you this. I placed the gift down on his desk. He read the note and his face fell. Then, in a firm voice, he said, Look, Linda, this is wrong. No, I shook my head. I know you like me. Linda, please, you're my student. You're just a child. No, we're meant to be together. You love me. I know you do. I don't, he said sternly. Now please leave. He rejected me? This had to be down to his new girlfriend. She was obviously poisoning his mind, as there was no way he couldn't like me. I wasn't leaving the room until he admitted he loved me too. So, crying, I sat down on the floor and folded my arms. Right at that moment, Patty and Louise rushed into the room and helped me up. Then they stared daggers at Colin as they led me out into the corridor. Turned out they'd followed me and observed through the window. How embarrassing. Thinking quick, I blubbered out, He's such a jerk. I devoted all of myself to him, but he's bored of me now, so he dumped me. Just like that. My friends comforted me as they told me he wouldn't get away with it. There's no way I could face Colin again just yet. So I feigned being sick and stayed home. Only when I returned to school, he wasn't there. Then the principal called me to their office. I walked in to see both my parents sitting there with devastated looks on their faces. Oh no, what was going on? Sweetie, we're sorry for not protecting you more. Mom looked over at me with glassy eyes. Then the principal said, Mr. Holton has been fired, and the police are investigating him. Rest assured, nothing like this will happen again. Huh? Colin had been fired? Why? Then the reality hit me. It was because they thought he'd been having a relationship with me. I muttered out, No, you've got it all wrong. Nothing happened. Linda, I know this is difficult, but he's a bad man. It didn't matter what I said. They remained convinced that I was so manipulated by Colin that I'd say anything to clear his name. Straight after the meeting, I found Patty and Louise, and they confessed that they hated seeing me so upset, so they'd told the principal about me and Colin. I took a deep breath, then I blurted out, but I made it up, all of it. Of course, they were super angry with me for lying, but after bearing their tantrums for some 30 minutes, they agreed to help me clear his name. So they went to the cop station with me, and we told them everything. It worked, as Colin had his name cleared, but unsurprisingly, he never came back to teach at my school. The three of us were suspended from school, and my parents grounded me for a month. Patty and Louise are still my friends, but I can see they don't trust me anymore. Anytime I tell them anything, they give each other these yeah-right looks. I feel so guilty for everything I did. It was never meant to go that far, but I now realize that my childish behavior almost cost a good man his future. I wish I could apologize to Colin in person, but I know I'll never get a chance to. Please be careful with your words, as they could ruin someone's career, life, everything. If, like me, you adore your teacher, then please just respect them, be nice, and let them be.
This was my first ever day at high school. And naturally, I'm owning it. I mean, who wouldn't want to befriend someone as beautiful and friendly as me? By lunchtime, I already had loads of new friends, and everyone flocked around me to hear stories about my amazing life. I soon became super popular at school. I was the gorgeous, enchanting blonde beauty. Do you know what the best part was? Boys started noticing me too. Even the captain of the basketball team, Mitch, took a liking to me. It makes sense. I mean, obviously, the best-looking boy in the school is going to be interested in the best-looking girl. And guess what? He's following me on my way home right now. Stalking me much, huh? Just wait for it. It seemed like my new life here in this school was going to be awesome. Well, well, Mandy. That was not an easy question, but you answered it perfectly. Great work. See, I'm not just a pretty face. I'm also one of the smartest students in the school. My admirers grew and grew. It seemed like everyone wanted to spend time with someone as perfect as me. Here, I was telling my new friends about how at first, people sometimes misjudge me, as I come from a well-educated and extremely successful family. My parents are super wealthy individuals who encourage me to always be the best version of myself and strive hard to never let them down. Hey, Mandy... Pardon me, but how come you never wear designer clothes or use anything expensive? She looked down at my tatty-looking sneakers. I see why it might seem a little peculiar, but you see, I dress this way because my parents value the importance of being humble. That's also how I live. Goodness is better than beauty, right? Then I pulled out my phone and showed them the grades from my last school. Everyone gasped at me for being so excellent. I was loved, admired, adored. But of course, being this amazing meant that there's just gotta be quite a few kids being jealous of me. I mean, I suppose I couldn't blame them. After all, I dazzled like a diamond while they were just dull and ordinary. One time after an exam, as soon as the teacher left, this girl called Layla stood up and said, Mandy cheated. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it too. She checked her phone during the exam. Everyone was gasping in shock. Right at that moment, the class president, Marshall, shouted, Hey, he quit it. We all know Mandy's a great student. There's no way she cheated. Huh, that's what I'm talking about. Layla and Susan must be bursting with envy that their petty plan to ruin me didn't work. And the class president, hmm, he came out of nowhere to protect me. He must be another one of my many admirers. But sorry, Marshall. I'm way out of your league. A girl like me needed a handsome, rich, mature kind of guy. These boys at school are cute, but they're just boys. They're beneath me. One time I was in a rush and didn't have time to search my locker, so I accidentally took the wrong textbook with me to class. Seeing my mistake, Layla and Susan immediately jumped in. Uh-oh, what's this? We thought Miss Perfection here never messed anything up. I didn't even have a chance to say anything, as this Beth girl spoke up. He cut it out. Who doesn't make mistakes once in a while, huh? Here, you can share mine. Oh, wow, this girl was kind of nice. It was good to have an ally to deal with Layla and Susan. So, at lunchtime, I joined Beth's table. We started chatting and 
she was clearly fascinated by how amazing my life was. Great, now I had a faithful sidekick. <laughs> hey, Beth, help me do the homework for today, okay? Uh, again? I have to attend a very important party with my parents tonight. There will be politicians and plutocrats. I won't have time to do homework. Now I have to go home early to get dressed and do my makeup. Bye! I didn't need to turn around to see her funny, bewildered face. She looked like that every time I asked her to do my homework. But it was worth it. Right, Beth? She got to hang out with the hottest prodigy in school. Me! So a little bit of extra homework was a small price to pay for such a privilege. You know, to me, that homework was nothing. I just didn't have time for it. I had to admit that having Beth around was very convenient. She made sure my grades stayed top of the class, leaving me time to play polo, go to the golf club, and attend charity functions with my parents. She also let me borrow her dresses, bags, makeup, and this super cute pair of high heels. My friends admired me, strangers idolized me, my teachers adored me, and I had a wonderful, loyal best friend. Life was perfect. Until one day, as I was shimmying along the hallway, I noticed something odd. People weren't giving me their usual looks of adoration. Instead, they were turning their noses up at me. Huh? What was happening? Hey, Beth, do you know what's going on? People are acting really weird. She just shrugged. I don't know. Let's see. I tried to tell myself that it was no big deal, but I couldn't shake off the feeling that something was wrong. Then later that day, my worst fears were confirmed. As I entered the classroom, Marshall came over to me and waved his phone in my face. Good game, Miss Perfect. Turns out you're just a big fat liar. I looked at his phone and saw a long post with a lot of photos attached. There's a big title saying, The Truth About Mandy the Liar, and each photo came with a caption. Mandy's house is actually very ordinary. She lives with her grandparents. There are no luxurious mansions or wealthy parents. When Mandy just came to the school, she made friends with everyone, bragging about her fame, fortune, and popularity. I don't know who she is. So what if we just shared the same path to the bus stop? Who said that I intend to get acquainted with her? Her transcript from her old school isn't even hers. She's just photoshopped her name on it. Every time she stood up to answer a question or take a test, she cheated, so she got a good grade. God, all this? How did they know? It felt like my heart had lodged in my throat, and my mind was spinning. My eyes blurred when I saw Layla and Susan approaching me. I stared at them in shock. Mandy, honestly, we don't hate you. It's just that we realized your stories were ridiculous. So we decided to find out the truth. That's right. But you sure did cover your tracks. We couldn't find a thing. Hang on. So who found these pieces of evidence? I did! Right at that moment, my so-called best friend appeared, followed by the homeroom teacher. Mandy, I know you think I'm some desperate wannabe you can control, but no! I soon worked out that everything you said was a lie, so I gathered evidence to prove it. Everyone was gawping at me with disappointment. I felt completely overwhelmed by the situation. This couldn't actually be happening. I pinched my arm. Ouch! 
It was as painful and as real as what was going down before my eyes right now. Beth continued, It's not good for you to live a lie like this. Who even are you? Ah! Reality images started flooding into my mind, making my brain feel like it was going to explode. I grabbed my head and ran out of the classroom. When I opened my eyes, I found myself in the hospital. The homeroom teacher was sitting next to me, and my grandparents were also there. They all looked very disappointed. Mandy, the principal was very angry and was about to expel you. But it was Beth and her friends who convinced him to let you stay. What? Beth? But she was the one who exposed me. Noticing my surprise, the teacher continued. After seeing your reaction, Beth realized that perhaps you had a psychological problem, so she convinced us to help bring you to the hospital for diagnosis. I looked up at my grandparents. They were all in tears. Unexpectedly, I burst out crying. I longed so much to have a dream life full of fame, riches, and admirers that I drew a vision for myself in another reality. I was so absorbed in that illusory scenario that I forgot my own reality. This was last month, and I'm currently on medication for my delusions, and I'm also seeing a therapist. Right now, I'm on my way to see Beth, Layla, Susan, and Marshall. No, I'm not making it up. I really am meeting them. Oh gosh, there they are. This is scary, but it's something I've got to do. So I took a deep breath, then taking my therapist's advice, I spoke from the heart. Hi guys, thanks for coming. Firstly, I want to apologize for lying. The truth is, I've lived the lie so much that I could no longer distinguish what was real and what wasn't. My therapist helped me see that this all began after I lost my parents. Part of my subconscious craved for this dream life so badly that I created a new one. This way I didn't have to accept the truth, which is that my parents have passed away and I live with my dirt-poor grandparents. When I finished talking, I looked at them, half expecting them to shout at me or something, but instead, Beth smiled at me and said, It took a lot of guts to come here and say that. I'm sorry too. I shouldn't have outed you like that but I didn't know you were ill. Same. I'm proud of you. Me too. Me three. Now, when are we going to order cake? <laughs> <laughs> so, what now? Well, I'm still taking my medication and talking to my therapist. I can now tell the difference between the make-believe and reality. Also, I'm back at school, and my teachers and classmates have all been really welcoming. Better still, I now have some awesome friends who like me for me. And you know what? It turns out that living in reality isn't actually so bad after all. Hey, it's Vanessa, back with the final part of my story. So, my first love Julian moved to Germany and due to my insecurities, we lost touch. Then, years later, I saw him at my college campus, measuring my favorite tree to be chopped down. He didn't recognize me, but thanks to him, the tree was saved. He said to me, This tree must mean a lot to you, or else you wouldn't have fought so hard to save it. I had a tree like this once, he sighed. Please continue to protect it. I felt a pain in my heart, 
I knew he meant our tree back home. This was all so overwhelming. There I was looking at my first love, but he was oblivious to who I was. And I couldn't tell him because I was terrified that doing so would mean I'd lose him all over again. After that, I didn't see him around campus anymore. Was he living here now? Was he in another city? There were so many questions I wanted to ask him. Then my mom called and told me to come home for the weekend. I arrived there to find her setting out food in the kitchen. On seeing me, she said, Oh honey, I have a surprise for you. Julian and his family are back in town and they're coming over for lunch. What? Oh no, why hadn't she told me sooner? I started to panic. What was I going to do now? I rushed to my room and tried to find anything I could use to cover my face. Finally, I found one thing. I heard my mom opening the door for Julian and his family. Then my mom cheerfully shouted, Vanessa! Where are you, sweetie? Come down! Julian is here and oh my, he's so handsome! But my parents' smile soon disappeared as soon as they saw me coming down the stairs. They literally stood there with their mouths wide open. My mother stuttered, v Vanessa, what in God's name are you wearing? Yeah, so the only thing I could find to cover my face was a face mask. Worse still, it had a smiling dog face on it. I know I look ridiculous, but at least my lupus was covered. Thinking fast, I muttered, um, I have a cold and I don't want anyone to catch it. Then I turned and saw Julian and my heart fluttered. He gave me a confused look. He clearly didn't know how to take my accessory. This was so awkward. The last memory he had of me was that I didn't want to video call with him anymore. And that was five years ago. Ugh, this sucked. I nodded at him and he nodded back. I caught him looking at me, no doubt because I was wearing that dumb mask but we didn't actually speak to each other. Luckily, our parents were carrying the conversation. But then, my mom suggested that we should all go out for dinner tomorrow night. Mom! Not again! Why didn't she realize that I needed to be pre-warned about these things? Then again, it was so easy for her as she had perfect looking skin. Luckily, Julian's family were busy tomorrow. Phew! But they suggested having dinner the day after that. Ugh! Dinner was unavoidable, so I had to figure out a way of disguising my face. So, the evening of the dinner, I ran downstairs and my mom glared at me. Vanessa, what on earth are you wearing? You look like Elton John. So yeah, I was wearing these huge fashion sunglasses. They were the only ones I could find online that I knew would arrive in time. I replied, this is the new trend now. You're just too old to understand. At the restaurant, Julian and his family gave me the weirdest looks. But I acted like everything was normal and mentioned how good the food was. To be honest, I felt so awkward and just hoped this meal would be over soon. It all got a bit too much so I went outside to get some fresh air. That's when Julian appeared. At first, he just stood there next to me in silence. It got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. So I said, since when did you come back here? He replied, since one month. Feeling annoyed, I replied, why didn't you call me? Ness, you're the one who didn't want to be friends anymore. Oh no, you got it all wrong. I had some problems, girl problems. I couldn't tell you. You know, I was really lonely in Germany. You were the only friend I had. His voice sagged. I replied, I know, it was stupid of me. 
I'm sorry, but you're back now. Can we be friends again? He looked at me for a bit, then smiled and said, Seriously, how can I be mad at you now? I mean, look at you. And then we hugged. I finally had my best friend back, but this wasn't enough for me. Seeing him again made me realize I still loved him even after all these years. My face was the problem. I was convinced that on seeing the real me, he'd run for the hills. After that, Julian and I texted each other loads, but then he asked me out on a date. At first, I was super excited, but then the reality of this dawned on me. I put on my prettiest dress, but as I stood in front of the mirror, all I saw were my bright red cheeks. Maybe I should just risk it. Maybe he would understand and still love me? I mean, it was inner beauty that counted, right? But no, I couldn't do it. So, I messaged him back, saying that I couldn't go out with him, but he was persistent. In the end, I ran out of excuses, so eventually, I had to agree. Okay, so now what? I couldn't keep on wearing face masks and sunglasses. Then I had an idea. What about makeup? I knew it would make my skin worse, but this was an emergency. I put some makeup on, but the rashes were still visible, so I put more and more and more and ugh. I resembled Billy the Puppet from the Saw movies. Then there was a knock at the door. Oh no, he was here already! Oh well, I hope he likes horror movies. On seeing me, Julian looked kind of shocked, but he tried to act normal. The restaurant we went to was so nice, but every time he looked at me, he had to try his hardest not to laugh, which in turn made me want to laugh too. Awkward. Afterward, we went for a walk through the park when it suddenly began to rain. So we hurried over to our favorite big tree to take cover. Julian found the carving on the tree and said, Do you remember this? That day I promised you I'd come back for you. Then he turned to me, pulled me towards him, his face came closer and... And, oh my god, was he going to kiss me? But then he stopped and said, Oh Ness, your makeup is floating away. I have a tissue, let me clean your face. Wait, what? Oh no, not now. I panicked. I didn't know what to do, so I hid my face from Julian and said, Don't look at me. Can you please go? Confused, he asked, What? You're acting really weird. What's wrong? Then he turned to look at my face. I pushed him away and said, No, no, I'm fine. I'm just having a girl problem moment. But Julian kept insisting, so I freaked out and ran into the rain. He ran behind me yelling, Vanessa, stop! I kept running, but then I tripped and my face fell into a muddy puddle. Oh, great! My whole face was covered with mud and my knee was bleeding, so I couldn't stand up. Julian had to help me hobble to the nearest drugstore to buy some bandages and some betadine to clean the wound for me. I sat on a bench feeling like a wounded puppy when he took out a tissue and started wiping the mud from my face. At first, I stopped him, but then he gave me a really serious look, so I let him clean my face. Well, that was it. Julian would finally see my face and he would definitely not want to date me anymore. While cleaning my face, he looked surprised. Then he said, Wait a minute, you're going to college in Florida, right? Didn't I meet you like a few weeks ago on the campus? Why didn't you tell me it was you? Because I didn't want you to see me like this. I turned my head away. He looked confused, so he asked, Like what exactly? Ness, you're acting so weird. What did he mean? Was he trying to make fun of me? So I shouted in anger, it's my face. 
Don't act like you don't see it. I was afraid that if you saw my face, you wouldn't want to be with me anymore. Julian shook his head and said, No, Ness. Why would I ever do that? To me, you will always be beautiful. Beauty isn't only about having a pretty face. It's about having a pretty mind, a pretty heart, and a pretty soul. And then he kissed me on the forehead. Oh gosh, I never imagined that it would turn out like this. Julian was indeed the sweetest person ever and I should have never have doubted him. Well, Julian and I became an official couple. Loving him makes me so happy. He makes me believe in myself and reminds me that regardless of my lupus, I'm still beautiful. And we will soon get married in a few months. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with him happily ever after. So, as you can see, in the end, Julian was my first and my last love, which means my fairy tale dreams did come true. But let me tell you this, it's not important if you marry your first love or not. It's important that you marry someone who makes you happy and someone who accepts you for who you are. So, when you find someone like that, then hold on to them, whether this is your first or your 21st love. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.